It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, Freedom Firearms, The Power Line, Chef Robert's Fish Breading Mix, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Napa Auto Parts and Baxter, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Nielsen Hardware and RV, your Central Minnesota Ice Castle dealer, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Ryan Moon. And welcome into this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. We're into week number two of the open water fishing season. We'll look back, see how anglers did Week one, full lake reports from all across the state. Also, Brian Koshinita with Muskies and More Guide Service will drop by and talk about some trolling techniques for crappies that's worked for him, plus another great recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. First up, our lake and field report brought to you by Oars and Mine and Crosby. No matter if your goal is pike, trout, walleyes, or bass, Oars and Mine gives you 10 different ways to get the bite. Next time you're in the Cuyuna area, Oars and Mine is a must-stop located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick things off on the show with Jamie Dietman, S&W Guide Service. And uh, Jamie always keeps us updated on what's going on here locally. You're like a lot of us, Jamie. It's kind of a, a busy time of the year for you. you got your, your irons in all kinds of fires right now. Yeah, you know, it's uh, from, from our eight-month winter. Now we have turkey hunting, fishing. Um, everything's all at once this year. And uh, you can tell the Brainerd area went from a pretty quiet town to very busy right now this time of year that's for sure uh before we get into fishing turkey hunting you and matt brewer were doing some some hunting together and uh you've been out uh yourself you and i have talked about maybe we can get out before the turkey season ends uh, it's been pretty pretty good yeah i went out uh last uh week week ago in park rapids and got my turkey and then uh myself and matt brewer and a bunch of other guys took out uh some kids from the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Minnesota uh, out of Bemidji. Four hunters, and uh, the first day they learned how to shoot a gun. For most of them, it was their first time shooting a gun. And they started off with 22s and then got up to shotguns and shot some go- uh, turkey targets. And the next day we went out, and two of the four kids got their first tom. The ones who didn't get it, they're invited back next year. And the ones who did, well, they graduated turkey camp. So they got their first bird, and it was pretty cool to see, you know, the first time shooting a gun to, to get in a turkey that. You know, they're pretty lucky kids. And probably turkey hunters for life now. Yeah, the one uh, little girl we took, Jasmine, uh, she was just so cute. I mean, it was just a riot. The smile, the video on Facebook and the smile on her face was just like, I just did that, you know. And memories, they'll, they'll keep forever. That's what it's all about, Jamie. So kudos to you and Matt, always very involved with uh, the youth and getting them involved in the outdoors. And coming up, too, you've got some events with uh, some of our troops, too. Yeah, we have next week we have an event on uh, Veterans on the Lake up in uh, Ely for the DAV of Minnesota, and we'll be up there for a few days taking some guys uh, walleye fishing. And then uh, right after that we come back and we have trolling for the troops down at Camp Ripley, which uh, the next day is followed by the Minnesota Teen Challenge on Gull. Won't be home a lot this next month here. Doesn't sound like it. It kind of brings us right back to what you just said in the open. I mean, it's that time of the year now where it seems like every weekend we got something going on, and that's why spring and summer go by so quickly here. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to just to get as much in as I can because June 28th, I, uh, if everything goes right, we're leaving up to Tazan Lake again for a few weeks 
to go up there and film and, and go for some monster Lakers. So that's kind of my goal right now. Guide trips start tomorrow. I have a couple day trip in Detroit Lakes and uh, all over Minnesota now. I have some Lake of the Woods uh, trips planned uh, to drive launch boat up there. Very open to where I go this year, and, and you know, with the captain's license now, I'm open to more areas, so it should be a good summer. Yeah, that's the other thing. You and all this stuff you've been doing, you found time to get your captain's license. I did finally. I've been something I've always wanted to do, and uh, learned a lot. And it, it's pretty neat having, you know, not a lot of people do it. I mean, it's uh, kind of a neat thing to have. And now I can go to Lake of the Woods and drive a launch boat up there, and it just kind of opens up more opportunities to to get around and see some new country. Yeah, for those, maybe you can pull back the curtain of a guide's life, Jamie, a little bit. Um, for those that are listening, going, well, why does he need a captain's license? On certain bodies of water, you have to have that, right? Maybe take us through that. Technically, you're supposed to have it on anything that's navigable from the Mississippi. So Gull, being it's got the Corps of Engineers Dam, Cross Lake, Malax, Winnie, Leech, Cass, Lake of the Woods. Technically, you're supposed to have it on all of them. But um, Lake of the Woods is pretty much a border water, which makes it, that they have a Coast Guard station there, so that's where you will get checked. Uh, around here, they kind of just let it slide, but up there you have to have it. And it's, uh, you know, you do CPR, first aid, um, a bunch of other safety training and uh, background checks. So it, it really kind of, it's just a, a, a something nice, credible to have. Pretty tough to get? Um, it's a weak class, and just got to pay attention. And like I said, I learned a lot, everything from knot tying to navigating to different first aid techniques um so no it's just that the toughest part is taking the time so kudos to you there as well uh, let's talk a little fishing jamie this past weekend we had the opener last weekend um uh, i have a feeling on the show this week going forward uh, later on we're going to talk to some of the other guys but the theme is kind of quiet would you say the same thing outside of maybe the crappies yep um you know i talked to, to butch and nate uh two, two of the guys i guide with and they they had a pretty slow weekend finding walleyes. They did find a few, but it was tough. Um, leech, I know, was tough. Um, Lax, they did get some, but if you just want to go catch fish, that's always a great place to go. You just can't bring any home for the frying pan. But the crappies have been going great, you know, anywhere from 10 feet to 2 feet on the beds. They've been, crappies and sunfish have been going really well. The only place around here I heard a few decent reports for walleyes was the north end of Gall. Did you hear the same thing there? Yep, up in the channels and stuff. Um, trolling cranks, you know, your best primetime hours are, are, have been good up there. They've been getting real, they've been, you know, seeing them even. The guys doing the carp fishing, uh, the bow fishing have been doing really well. I've never seen lakes go from ice off to 56 degree water temps that fast. That's That was the thing that was shocking to me as well. I mean, this, this thing turned around quick and uh, it was amazing to see. Um, and the other thing I heard too, if people want, and this is something not everybody can do, uh, or have done, but it's something that it's a destination. That Crosby area where the mine pits are, that trout fishing this time of year can be pretty good, Jamie. Yeah, you know, and especially if you don't have access to a boat or you don't need fancy gear, you can go there. Most of them have an access point offshore, and they get so deep so fast, you don't. You can just cast out, and there's plenty of rainbows and brook trout to be caught. You know, it's a great way to set up set up a little lunch for the kids and kick back on the shore bank and catch some fish. And you mentioned crappies. Uh, what is your technique, Jamie? Uh, what do you like to do for crappies this time of year? This time of year, I like to use plastics. You know, and um, I've always used, you know, like a, a small Northland Mimic Minnow or a, a Puddle Jumper. Um, actually, this year I've tried some of the new Juice Bait ones that work really well and just plastics over the beds and let them drift through. And if they're aggressive that time of day, they'll they'll grab it. 
Um, occasionally, if you find them off the beds in 9 to 10 feet, then I'll switch over to a crappie Monona jig. There you go. Uh, as Jamie said, uh, I think the walleye fishing is going to get better as our temps warm up here, but uh, the crappie fishing is really good right now. And as he said as well, check out the mine pits over by Crosby if you're looking for something a little different to do. That can be a lot of fun as well. Jamie Dietman, SNW Guide Service. Check him out at snwguideservice.com. Good luck, buddy. Uh, we'll keep us posted on things here in the coming weeks, and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Out to Mille Lacs, uh, Steve Sapaniak joins us with Predator Guide Service. And uh, fishing opener weekend in the books now, Steve. And obviously with the uh, ice just leaving the lake, uh, things were kind of quiet out on Mille Lacs. In fact, a lot of landings didn't even have docks out yet, so that's too bad. But, yeah, it was pretty slow up there. A lot of cold conditions yet. You know, the area smaller lakes actually did better, Brian, than the big lake itself did. They warm up quicker they did, and I know... uh, well, even my daughter and her husband got out. They went over towards a Knife Lake just uh, south of Mille Lacs a little bit, and they did some night fishing. They did okay for walleyes right from shore, you know, and a lot of, uh, a lot of bullheads also. But, yeah, the smaller lakes are producing much better. In fact, I'm surprised water temperatures are quite a bit higher on these smaller lakes than Mille Lacs. But Mille Lacs, you know Mille Lacs. It'll catch up quick. Oh, yeah. It only takes a matter of time, especially in those bays. Exactly. You know, I, I know a lot of people that were did make it out on the lake were disappointed. Leeches weren't exactly working like they were hoping to you know they're just going to ball up in that cold weather uh minnows were the ticket for the few people that made it out and had good luck on uh, walleye fishing on the lacks so yeah i think w- this weekend should be a little bit more telling i would think steve we've had some decent weather it did get a little cool towards the end of the week but uh uh some warmer weather i think things will turn around the fishing is just going to get better right now there's no doubt the smaller lakes and the lax lake in fact i talked to a young guy he was in a bay doing some pan fishing and uh he's starting to see some nice sized muskies moving around in the shallow bays so they're starting to get ready for their spawn too you know which is nicer moving in and the crappies are starting to go a little bit too i thought they'd be going better but uh you know, with the cold water temperatures, that's to be expected. And one other lake around that area, Steve, you always keep an eye on is Farm Island. Um, anything to report there? Do they have a decent opener? And going forward, I think they would probably be one of those lakes that the water temps are going to be a little bit warmer. Farm Island did okay. It wasn't gangbusters, you know, but they did okay. Uh, sun fishing and bass fishing. A lot of people went for bass and everything, even though they couldn't keep nothing. And the walleyes were doing okay. A lot of northern pike, though, a lot of small northern pike. Things will pick up better there on Farm Island as the water temperature warms up. That's another great lake for walleye fishing, no doubt. We've taken a lot of nice walleyes over the years out of there. There you go. Something else for you to check out. Steve Sapaniak, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. Thanks as always, Steve. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we'll head north. Ray Gildow and Matt Brewer will join us. We'll talk about Leech, Winnie, Bemidji, Red, and many more when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we head up north a little bit, bringing Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. And, of course, Ray always keeps us updated on what's going on, uh, not only here in the Brainerd Lakes area, but Leech Lake and Winnie as well throughout the spring and summer. And I guess that we were talking earlier in the show with Jamie Ray, it seems like the theme is just kind of, it, was, it wasn't that great uh, the, the first week of fishing here for open water season. No, I think... Um... I think it's fair to say on Leech there were there were some groups, a few groups here and there that did very well. Uh, I know one group, without naming names, uh, in from two to four Saturday afternoon, they got fifty three walleyes, and they were fishing uh, on the east side of the lake. They got almost nothing before that, and they got almost nothing after that. 
And Sunday when I talked to the guys, they hadn't had a bite, and it was just really spotty. I also had a friend that got some fish, uh, who a friend of his, I should say, got some fish, got their limit uh, north of uh, Minnesota Island up in Steamboat Bay uh, in five feet of water, but they had to work for them all day long on jigs and minnows and casting them off away from the boat. And then uh, I do have some friends that went out on sub, uh, by Submarine Island, the Annex, which is the, uh, a rocky area next to Submarine Island out in the Big Lake, and they got 20 Saturday night after 7 o'clock. <clears throat> and I, I'm not a night fisherman uh, on the opener. We, we just kind of <laughs> take it easy then. So there were some people that did well, but overall, if you uh, went across the board, it was really, really tough. In fact, I went by the public landing because uh, I'm over on Diamond Point is where we have our cabin. And I went by the public landing Sunday morning. There was not a vehicle there. And I have a friend that checked the fish cleaning house Saturday night in Walker, which is a beautiful place to clean fish if you ever catch fish there. Uh, there was not a fish in the cleaning house. It was completely clean and dry. So that's uh, I think, verifies pretty much what most people experienced. Some people did okay. Uh, we got four walleyes and a northern uh, for Saturday, and you know that was, and we could keep two of them only. The other two were too big, and uh, I think that was pretty much indicative how that went. But the ice went off leech Wednesday, so we only had it ice free for a couple days. Water temperature was about 47 degrees, so I think that will get better in time. But the hot spot was on Winnie, and uh, I talked with Kim Leonhardt uh, from the High Banks. And the opener on Winnie was fantastic, one of the best that they can remember in years. And it's kind of interesting because the water clarity, because of zebra mussels, is 22 feet, which is very similar, I think, to what we see on Gall Lake. On a clear day when the sun's shining, if there's no ripples in the water, you can literally see down to the bottom in 20 feet of water. And it used to be, I would say, 9 to 10 feet in, on Gall Lake, and I think even less than that probably on Winnie. So there's uh, very much clear water. So people were longlining jigs and lindy rigs, although she said jigs were seeming to be the best. People were catching lots of walleyes, longlining 100 to 150 feet behind their boat, getting away from the boat. And the pike and the walleyes were very, very good, with a number of jumbo perch being caught. Uh, so it was just really an excellent opener on uh, Winnie. She said that the crappie bite up there, though, was not much. People haven't heard much about crappies. I did go up on Boy Bay Saturday afternoon for a while to see if I could find some. <laughs> this is how it goes with fishermen. Uh, I, my son, my grandson and I and my um, another friend went up into the Boy River and started looking around for crappie beds in that two to four feet of water, and we just didn't see any. The water temperature still was like 45, 46 up there. And the next day, a friend of mine's friend went up there, not exactly where we were, he, we were, but he got a limit. One was a 16-incher and one was a 14-incher. So <laughs> if you're diligent and you run across a spot, that's pretty good. You can still catch them. You can never say there's not somebody catching a fish somewhere. But overall, it was pretty tough sledding. And then just to jump over to the Brainerd area just for a moment, uh, the walleye bite has been really tough on Gull Lake, North Long, uh, the whitefish chain. And uh, there's been some crappies being caught. Um, I'm crappie fishing here the rest of this week, and uh, hopefully we can find some. But it's it's still cold, and uh, 
you can see it's kind of fun now because visually when the crappies are starting to get ready to spawn, you can slide into those two to three foot areas and you'll see them making nests and then uh, then you can find where they're at. But it's it's pretty spotty right now, but it's going to warm up and it's going to get better. A couple things, Ray. Uh, number one, I really got to tip my hat to Matt Brewer because he predicted this last week when we talked to him for the opener special and, and he said he had a sneaky feeling. He didn't have any facts or anything like that or no tips, but he just thought that Winnie was going to be the lake opening weekend, and it turns out he was right. And, you know, that might be partially because of water clarity. Uh, I'm not sure, but when it's that clear, it probably will warm up a little faster, and we had that, uh, we had one day this week, it was almost 90, and that'll help, although the weekend's going to cool down a little bit, but that's interesting, uh, that Winnie would be that good. Uh, That's 14 miles from Leech. You would think if one was good, the other one's good, but that's not the way it works out. And it's also interesting that uh, the price of spot tail shiners has really gotten expensive. I know they're 9 and $10 a dozen in some places now. So we're hoping for warm weather just so that the spot tail trappers can get the prices down in some of those uh, bait fish for us so it's not quite so expensive to go fishing. But, yeah, I think it's going to get better. We just need to have some warmer water, and once that water warms up a little bit, we can start making hay. There you go. Ray Gildow, Nisswa Guides League. You can check him out at raygildow.com as well as uh, on all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and all that. Ray, I appreciate it. Good stuff as always. Good luck out on the water, and we'll check in next week. Thank you, Brian. Let's continue on with the Up North report. We head up to Bemidji, get the report up there from Matt Brewer, North Country Guides Service. And, uh, Matt, of course, <laughs> it was kind of an interesting opener for you because you weren't here. Yeah, everybody everybody made fun of me because my prediction is we'd still have ice on the lake, so I decided to go to Vegas, and, and then everyone messaged me and told me how tough fishing opener was, and I was having fun in Vegas, so I didn't really mind. <laughs> it was weird seeing Matt, because I've known Matt now for almost 15 years, and you know, since social media and all that stuff, you know, you watching pictures of Matt on opener and how well he does, or... And this year, it was uh, all I saw was him sitting by the pool with some sort of pineapple drink. So I, I have to be honest with you; it was strange. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, super relaxing. I mean, that's uh, the first time that I've really gotten away and uh, and was kind of forced to just relax and not work and just leave the phone in the room or and not really do much aside from take pictures. And it was really fun. Yeah, and basically you didn't waste any time, though, once you got back in the zip code here. You pretty much hit the ground running or hit the water running, if you will. And it sounds like uh, things, once we got through the weekend and maybe a little bit warmer water temps, Matt, uh, things started to turn on for you a little bit. Yeah, I I, I can't give you really uh, an accurate feel for, for opener itself because, um, you know, I wasn't here, but... From everything I heard, people kind of struggled. You know, I heard good reports on certain lakes. It was absolutely unreal. But but in the Bemidji area, everybody um, kind of struggled. But, you know, we've had years like that before where people struggled and, and we still were able to find them. Um, I think it was just a matter of, you know, if you found the right pot of fish, um, you'd do well because there were random reports that I saw where, you know, people post a limit and some people got limits and they said they had to grind it out and and others just flat out struggled tell me about red lake because that's where i want to start obviously your home base is bemidji matt and you spent a little time on on leech or knew some people that did uh but i heard red was really going yeah i talked to a buddy who was up there i ran into him at at fleet the other day and asked him how he did on opener and he said it was really good 
he actually opened on Lake of the Woods, and then they they fished red the next day. But he said Lake of the Woods was very good, and a lot of sturgeon are still being caught. And then he said on the way back, they stopped at the gas station and ran into random two guys who had just come off red, and he asked how it was, and he said the kid had like a dumbfounded look on his face, and he's like, this is the best fishing I've ever had. We caught like 66 fish in an hour. So he decided to go back up, and I mean, we're hearing reports of people going up for the day and like 300 fish in a day, catching them on bobbers, pulling crankbaits, pitching jigs. It doesn't really matter. The fish are absolutely on fire. And that's kind of the story, isn't it, Matt? The last ever since really I've been doing this show, um, Red's always notorious for being good on the opener. Well, and we knew it was going to be good this year with the the late ice out. Um, you know, we knew all those fish were going to be stacked in shallow. There was going to be no di- disbursement at all. The fish were just going to be piled up, and and that like early season is so easy to fish. I mean, you figure out the depth they're in, and you can pretty much troll around the entire. Uh, fishable third of the lake in that depth and you're probably going to catch fish almost the entire way so it was just a, a matter of finding that magic depth you know five and a half six feet and you stayed in that and you just pound fish is is how it sounded so i told ray sport marine here in town who does all my boat work and and orders my boats and whatnot um i told them that they could push everybody through before me because I wasn't going to be here on opener and I, I actually don't start guiding until until this this coming week. I told them, you know, to just get everybody else done and then worry about me and and then I got back and I went fishing and then I had to stop in there and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for my boat now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're working frantically to get me my crest liner and I got to see it and sit in it and it is a beautiful, beautiful boat and I'm, I'm ready to take it home so I can I can take it out whenever I want. And One last thing on fishing, Matt. You mentioned how good red is, and, and you mentioned Lake of the Woods. I know right around your area, and you're just getting back into the game here from vacation, but I know I talked to somebody up on Black Duck up by you. They basically overopened or had to kind of scratch out a limit, but they had to work for them. Was it kind of the same thing on Bemidji and Cass, too? Yeah, Cass, actually, my prediction on Cass was, was very inaccurate. Um, I figured it would be really good early. Um, and then, you know, and then the water clarity would start to play a factor, but, um, but I was wrong. It was, it was tough on opener. Um, the people who got them were either long line rigging way behind the boat or they were finding them out deep because they could still see their jigs out in like 21 feet of water. And they said they could see walleye swimming around up in eight, nine feet. They're almost impossible to catch when, when you can see them that close and, and you're that close to them. So you kind of have to, you know, remember where they were at and then work back to them later in the day. So Cass was tough. The adjoining lakes, Kitchy was a little tougher. Um, usually we open up there and, and the people we talked to that fish it every year said it was it was tough. They had to they had to scratch through limit, you know, like eight hours to get a limit. Um Andruja is really on fire. It was very good out there. Bemidji itself, kind of the same deal. Like you had to you had to scratch it out and I heard the same thing on Black Duck. You kinda of had to scratch it out but but there's fish to be caught so you can go out and and you're not going to get skunked or anything, but uh, but you gotta you got to work for them. It sounds like the fish are a little more spread out. There you go. That's uh, the Up North Report. Matt Brewer, North Country Guides Service in Bemidji. You can check Matt out at northcountryguides.com. I appreciate it, Matt. As always, good stuff. Good luck out on the water, and we will talk to you next week, buddy. Sounds good. We'll have more of Brainerd Outdoors after this.
Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we uh, bring back a good friend of the show. I haven't chatted with him for a while, and that would be the one, the only Brian Koshinina with Muskies and More Guide Service down in the Metro. Brian, welcome back. Uh, happy to be here, Brian. And we catch you out on the lake chasing some crappies around. I am right now. I'm in a South Metro Lake right now scouting for uh, for a crappie trip that I have coming up on. Um, and so far, so good. It took me a while to find them, but I found them, and uh, I'm on them. So I would say probably about 55 crappies in the last hour and a half. Uh, it's a pretty good day, pretty good start. That's so. not bad at all. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about a tactic that you have that you shared with us last year, but people that are new to the show maybe would want to relive that again. But uh, kind of looking back to last weekend, Brian, and you talked to some people around the state and how they did. Uh, first off, I wanted to talk about the governor's fishing opener, which was down in Wilmer on Green Lake. You took part in that. How'd you do? Um, I was I was actually fortunate enough to take to take a state representative, uh, Chris Zwinski, out, and uh, we we didn't do too well with the walleye, but we did really good with the crappie and the bass. So it turned out to be a lot of fun. Uh, we we um, we actually bypassed Green Lake, which the governor was on. Uh, we figured it'd be kind of busy, and we actually went to uh, another lake. We did really really well. Um, we started out fishing for walleye. Um, but that bite was so light, and, you know, we, the reaction time we had just wasn't quick enough. So we switched to slip bobber, and we went up into the bay. Um, I, one thing I noticed is that the bay, um, the water temp was about 5 degrees um, different than in the main lake. We just started throwing bobbers, and we got on a really good bite and had a really good time. A lot of boats around when, when you were fishing out there, Brian, or would you kind of have the lake to yourself? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. There were actually a few boats out there when I got there. Um, actually, I, I, it didn't take very long. I got there launched. Um, but we we fished this area called the Trough. And if you know walleye fishing, everybody, everybody you know, kind of sticks in the same area. And uh, when we moved off into the bay, um, we had a few boats in the bay, but they were on the other side and uh, didn't really have that much traffic surprisingly for opening day and it wasn't really that bad of a day we had a little bit of wind and a good walleye chop but you know it just there wasn't a lot of people out and that's kind of the story through the whole opener it seemed like uh, i was fishing on the mississippi river here and maybe a half dozen boats and it was such a beautiful day out and you've got connections all across the state too brian uh did you kind of hear the same things as people that were out they did okay and there just wasn't a ton of anglers out there yeah, there there wasn't uh, wasn't a lot of anglers out there. I I had a buddy that was on Malax, and he said he basically got right on, went to his spot. He said he maybe saw about three four boats, which is really rare for Malax. I mean that's that's you know maybe the late ice out uh, kind of scared some people. Um, but then I have friends that uh, were in Black Duck, Minnesota, and I mean they they were getting their limit, um, but they were working for it. You know I didn't hear a lot of great reports. But I would assume it's, it has a lot to do with the late ice out and the, the surface temp being pretty warm, but the, the temp below being pretty cold. So um, I would imagine in the next few weeks it'll it'll probably ramp up pretty good. What's your temp out there right now? You said you're down in the South Metro fishing, probably a smaller lake. Is it is it where you would like it to be? It warmed up pretty fast. We don't have a lot of vegetation right now, not a lot of growth. Right now it's probably, well, let me check. 65 degrees surface temp right now. And, uh, you know, crappies like to, if you're, if you're going for crappies, crappies like to spawn in anywhere from 50 to, to 65, 70 degree water temp. So you're going to find them really shallow. 
Um, but right now, there's just not a lot of weed growth. So look for any kind of structure, um, especially docks. There might not be a lot of docks that are on the lakes right now, but look underneath it. I mean, you can pretty much sight fish them right now, um, cast, twitch, and pitch. You'll get into them, and you'll get into them really well because they're, they're, they're pretty concentrated right now. And you've got that really neat crappie technique, Brian, that you shared with us last year. It's probably a little bit tricky for you because, as you said, you don't have much for, for vegetation, but it can still be something that could produce. Well, the good thing is, is when you don't have a lot of vegetation, the areas that hold structure, that have structure, you know, rocks or maybe there is a weed patch, um, maybe some cabbage, um, this allows you, uh, you actually troll, and you troll with a 32nd ounce to a 16th ounce jig. And what you do is you use a curly tail, um, and I like to keep it just under one mile an hour, so like 0.9 mile, 0.9 mile an hour, and um, I use it kind of as a search bait. Um, it actually... It tells you a lot about the act, about the fish activity, about what they're doing, where they're at. I mean, if you're if you're using this technique and you're not catching fish, you know they're not there uh, because when they are there, it's very effective. I mean, it's not uncommon where I'll do four hour trips and we'll catch up to two hundred fish, and it's proven. And anybody that's fish with me just absolutely loves doing it because you cover a lot of water, see a lot of things, and catch a lot of fish. How'd you come up with it? Was it kind of a trial and error type of thing? You just did some experimenting? Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of funny. I, I threw my uh, threw my jig in back of the boat, and I was actually had the had the trolling motor in forward, and I caught one right away. And I'm like, hmm, cast it back, same thing. Cast it back, same thing. And I ended up with a really having a really good day with the bass and crappie that day, and I just uh, kind of you know, messed around with the speeds and the different uh, weights of the jigs that I use. And, and it just seems like the lighter the, the jig, um, the more success you have. So a very interesting technique, and it's something that you can probably use year-round, I would think, huh? Oh, pretty much. I mean, I, I use it year-round all the time. Um, I, <laughs> it's it's kind of nice because when there is weed growth, that 132nd ounce jig basically glides right over the weeds. And you know those fish are in the weeds, and they're just waiting to ambush something. And if you have a nice, nice looking two inch curly tail grub or uh, maybe a three inch Berkeley gulp and black shad, and that's coming over the top, they're going to come out and they're going to grab it. And the funny thing is, is that you'll get all sizes of crappie, but, and also, but also you'll get a lot of big bluegill. Uh, bluegill love that, uh, especially the curly tail. You put that curly tail on, um, and they just, they, they love it. They can't resist it. So something for you to check out, just another interesting technique. Um, I suppose, too, Brian, with with a name like Muskies and More Guide Service, uh, even though we're only a, a few, a week or a week and a half, two weeks into the opener, I'm sure you got an eye coming up in June here for the muskie opener. Yeah, yeah, I booked up really, really quick this year, so I'm really looking forward to it this year. I'll probably end up fishing Waconia more than likely, probably Minnetonka, but I'm taking out a guy from Ohio, and he's really excited uh, on opener. And uh, I really can't. I can't, I can't wait. Um, remember, um, in the in the spring, if you're going for muskies, uh, slow and small. Um, slow down your retrieve, and uh, use small. Uh, I'll probably go with like a, I don't know, a half ounce jig, maybe a six inch uh, Berkeley uh, paddle tail, or something of something similar to that size, or a five inch curly tail, and uh, throw up in the shallows, and you know, 
you, hopefully you get a follower and you get a fish. There you go. People want more information on you, uh, Brian. Maybe they want to, they're down in the metro or making a trip down there and they want to book a fishing trip, uh, never fished down there before. Uh, how can they get a hold of you? Well, actually, they can get me through my website, uh, muskiesandmore.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Brian Koshanina's Muskies and More Guide Service, or you can get me at 651-210-0128. It's Brian Koshanina, Muskies and More Guide Service down in the metro, and Brian joins us from time to time throughout the spring and the summer, keeping us updated on what's going on down there. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, good luck, uh, continued good luck, I guess, with those crappies today, and uh, we'll talk to you here real soon, okay? That sounds good. I appreciate it, Brian. And we'll have more of Brainerd Outdoors after this. Time for our famished fisherman recipe here on Brainerd Outdoors. And we bring in Chef Joel with Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. 371 North in Baxter. Here we are, Joel, and you right on point have got a walleye recipe for us. And once again, uh, it looks really simple, yet at the same time, perfect for this weekend, grilled walleye with balsamic tomatoes. So we're going to start off with a preheat a grill, get that to a nice medium-high heat, get a couple of nice nice big walleye fillets, rub them down with a little bit of uh, olive oil, and just do a little salt and pepper on there and set those aside, let the seasoning soak in a little bit. Take a nice big mixing bowl and some cherry tomatoes, get those nice and cut in half. Toss those into a, a little bit of olive oil and balsamic vinegar. Mix those two together, the oil and vinegar together, kind of whip it together. Add in your tomatoes, a little bit of fresh chopped basil, some fresh garlic, some salt and pepper. Just kind of combine that together, you know, nice and gently. Don't want to break the tomatoes up too much. Let that sit at room temperature, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so. In the meantime, we can start grilling our fish. Just toss them on a nice hot grill, you know, give them a quarter turn, get a nice grill mark in there, four to five minutes each side, and serve your walleye with a top with balsamic tomatoes and a little bit of Parmesan cheese on top. Got a good dish. Perfect for taking to the cabin. There is no doubt about Perfect. that. Yeah. One question, if somebody didn't want to grill, but maybe they didn't have access or something like that, but maybe could do something on a skillet or something like that, can you make variations for this? Definitely. You could even do, um, you know, broil off your fish, you know, a little bit of oil or oil and butter, water and butter. Or, uh, yeah, even a nice simple pan fry would be good on this, too. There you go. So if you want to give it a try, just head to our uh, website, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the Recipes tab. you got this one and a ton of other recipes for you to check out. That's Grilled Walleye with Balsamic Tomatoes, our Famished Fisherman recipe for this weekend. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, 371 North in Baxter. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Brian. And that'll put a wrap on this week's show. Of course, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, Monday mornings at 5. Stream the show live if you're out of town or away from your radio. BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com is where you'll find the live stream. Just click on Listen Live. That's one of the many ways as well you can listen on demand. Shows are on the very bottom of the homepage. And, of course, we are podcastable wherever you download podcasts. Podcast One, iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We are there. Just search Brainerd Outdoors. And while you're at it, give us a great rating. We would appreciate that. And don't forget to give us a like on Facebook. We will see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, Freedom Firearms, The Power Lodge, Chef Robert's Fish Breading Mix, s and 
BMW Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Napa Auto Parts in Baxter, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Nielsen Hardware and RV, your Central Minnesota Ice Castle dealer, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon just after 7 Saturday mornings, Sunday evening at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors right here on B93.3.